We're going to talk about faith today. I just felt um, drawn to that. Faith is is a little word, but it's it's a it's a large um, has large meaning, has a broad. Um, it, it, it covers everything in our life, faith. If, if we don't have faith, I don't know what we would do. I don't know what I would do without my faith. But when we talk about faith, we talk about faith in someone who is, who is, is, is the only one true God that have never seen him. Uh, never, never, no man can see God here and live, it says. But we know that he is real. We know by his word, if, we, if faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So if you want more faith, I encourage you to dig into the scriptures and read especially the story of Jesus and all his healings and all his miracles that he performed. But there are also faith examples in the Old Testament as you go through. And we're going to look at the famous faith chapter. How many know what it is? Hebrews 11, did you did I hear? Okay, good for you. That's called the Hall of Faith chapter in the Bible, known as. We have the main characters there that are represented. But there's also a passage in that chapter 11 of Hebrews that says, There were others. Others. And so we don't always know who the others were. But God knows. God knows the others. God knows the farthest person away from this place. He knows every person by their name. He has it in his heart to reach them. And so we look at Hebrews 11 and we start by reading verse 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, a conviction of things not seen. That in itself is a, quite a verse. But when you begin to think, what is the definition of faith? I would say Hebrews 11.1 1 comes very close to the, good, the best definition of faith. It is the assurance of things hoped for. When you go to your automobile in the dead of winter, you hope that the battery will be up so it'll start, right? Some of you have had some experience lately. You have hope in something that you're putting your faith or your trust in. What is it in this life only that never changes? It is the one and true God who never changes, who said, I will always be with you. He gives that, that assurance that things are going to work out. You don't, you don't have the whole picture right now. You don't have all the answers right now. But you know the one who does. And if you know the one who has the answers, then you can have a hope assurance that it's going to work out. None of us knows the day or the hour when we'll, call, we'll be called home, but we have the assurance of our salvation through Jesus. And I love how it says, hopeful, and it goes on, the conviction of things, not since New American Standard. Your version may read differently, but the conviction, that word conviction, is a deep word and has to do with something that you believe in very strongly. A conviction also is also worked by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will go away. I will send the helper, the Holy Spirit. He will convince, he will convict the world of its sin. The Holy Spirit convict, convicts people of sin. He also convinces people of truth. 
It's not enough just to be convicted, but then when we, we are convicted, we have to surrender then to the next stage, is which Jesus says, I want to be your Lord. And then we begin to read truth. Don't settle for untruth. Don't settle for lies. Don't settle for the, the, un, the, 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 un, uh, the things that uh, the enemy would try to condemn you with. I believe that we are our learners continuing on. We start with Jesus wherever that was with you, wherever you started with the Lord, but you are in process. We are in a process, a stage from stage from stage, from level to level to level. And hopefully by, by growing, we're, we're continually getting more and more like Jesus wants us to be. We're becoming more like who he is himself. We have a conviction of things that things that maybe didn't bother us earlier in our life or earlier in our walk with the Lord should be actually bothering us more. Things that are of the world, I'm saying. Things that are sinful. Things that just doesn't settle in our spirit. Let us be the people that have conviction. You see, conviction will keep us with the hour of temptation. It will not be someone else telling your mom and dad or your brother or your sister you shouldn't do that. It will be the conviction in the work of the Holy Spirit. I believe that's what our world, our church, our churches need, a conviction. That this is wrong because God's word is telling me so. The Holy Spirit is revealing it to me. And it's, it's not that, that he wants to keep things from us. It's not that he wants to live a miserable life. In fact, he wants us to live an abundant life. His way is always the best. You want the joy, the purity, the joy, the strength of the Lord. It comes with the walk with him. So we look at this. We read on. He begins to list the men of old. He lists off, I'm not going to read them all, but he lists off beginning with Abel, offer to God a better sacrifice than Cain. You know, some of us had questions about why did God accept Cain's offering and he didn't accept Enoch's. Right, Cal? Remember that? We had it in Sunday school. And it comes around that there was the first, it was the first off of, of the fruit or the first of the of the animal. So Abel, or Cain, Abel rather offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain because Cain, as we learn, came with something left over. He didn't come with his first fruit. He came with something. Well, I'll give God this leftover stuff here. And God didn't receive that. What is God asking of us? He wants your heart. He wants the whole, your, your inner, your center, your core, the person who you are, that God made you, the spirit that he made you. He wants to dwell connected with you. And so all that comes with time, understanding you are created for him. And so we begin to walk in a sense of lordship. I am not my own. He is in charge, and it's a great way to live because you, you begin to discover it's not my problem anymore. It's God's problem, and if I'm trusting in God, he said I'll, he will take care of it. Then I'm, I'm going to believe that by faith we're going to make it. By faith we're going to see the things are, are, are paid for. By faith we're going to have health. By faith we're going to believe God for the healing and see the doctors can be stumped. Doctors can be stumped. 
and not know what's wrong, but Jesus knows. We've been wonderfully creatively made. And so we get to finally, we get to verse 6 in one of the most powerful verses that you can read, but it has to do with faith. It is impossible without faith. It is impossible to please him. Let me say it again. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Oh, Lord, help me not to try to do it in my own strength. Help me to believe because you said it. Help me to believe because you are who you are. Even when I don't see it's there, by faith, by faith, what is it that pleases your Lord? He who comes to God must believe that he is. It's, just, it's a, quite a verse. It's not enough to come to God and say, well, we know God. Is, you know, there's a lot of people that believe in God, right? They're just a simple belief. There's someone out there. They just think there's. But this, this verse is saying, he who comes to God must believe that he is. What is he? He is the only way, the truth, and the life. He is the sovereign. He is the creator. He is the one who will never leave us. He's, he's no other God. He has no rival. There's a chorus of stuff. He has no rival. He has no equal. There's none like him. He is. He said, I am. What? He didn't have a beginning. He's always, he's always been. That, that's just so hard to wrap our minds on. He is always, he is. He is who he said he is. And so we're convinced. The Holy Spirit convinces men and women, young people, boys and girls, that simple faith, simple childlike faith. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know all the verses. You can work and go toward it's great always to learn more. There's always something fresh God the Holy Spirit is trying to give to us. But listen, God made it so clear that a child can receive and be saved because all they got to say is Jesus. All you got to say is Jesus. All you need to say is I need you. All, I, all that the Lord is saying is believe. Believe in what? Believe Jesus died took our sins upon the cross. You see, this faith is what the church needs today. The faith looks past the circumstance and believes God for the possibilities and sees the impossibilities in ourselves. We see it impossible. And we mention, it says here that it, it, they were, they were people. And James, it talks about a, a man called Elijah. He had a nature like ours. He had a fallen nature. He was just a man, but he had got a hold of God or got a, got a hold of him. And there was a relationship. And all he had to do was just pray a prayer earnestly. And God shut the heavens, and then he opened the heavens. And a simple man. Moses, another one. A simple man, a man that messed up, a man that took things on his own, a man that sought revenge and killed Pharaoh, one of Pharaoh's people because he was in revenge. And then he ran because he knew he was afraid for his life. But then God, 
And see, people are running today with fear, not that they feel as if God knew, they feel like they can't approach God, and God is saying, we, I know you are not worthy, but I've made it worthy. So God goes after Moses. God goes after Moses. And Moses is going about his duty, shepherding. And Moses, his name is called out. A burning bush catches attention. What is going on? This bush is burning. It's not, not being consumed. God always has to get our attention before we can hear. Right? What does God do many times before he can get us attention? And we know there's sometimes circumstantial. Sometimes there's health issues. Sometimes it takes something of a crisis to waken us, to jumpstart us. But we don't have to wait to the crisis. He's here today. He's here with us now. He will be with you even to the end, even to the valley of the shadow of death. The psalmist says, I will fear no evil. It was such a walk with God. There was one door open and door open into heaven. Look at these verses. I'm just going to quote some of them. By faith, Noah being warned, verse 7, by God about things not yet seen. Noah had no clue what he was doing except that he was going by faith. He had no clue how God was going to flood the earth. He had no clue. It had never rained. Verse 7, by faith, Noah being warned by God, it was just enough. God said it. I'm going to do it. God warned Noah. God prepared. God is warning the church even today. There is a day of judgment coming. Let us be ready. Let us not be caught off guard. He warns us through his word. Sometimes the the Holy Spirit will warn you of something ahead in your day. Have you ever had it happen? It's something of oppression, impression maybe felt on your heart or something that's that you foresee by the Holy Spirit. God is warned. He's, he is always fair. And many people doesn't feel like God is fair to them. There are many people living in our world, they feel, if God is that way, why does God let all this stuff happen? Why does God let all this, this you know, abortion happen? Let it, why, he, we go on the list. Why is there so much war? Because the sin entered into the world. God didn't create that sin. God, in fact, has made provision. If you look at it that way, God made provision. God doesn't want to send anyone to hell. He has already made provision for us to escape separation. God is so good. And this is, the, this is what is really pictured here when you read the story of Noah. It is about salvation. It is about salvation. And this book, this ark represents our Lord himself. I'm not going to read them all, but there's some, several. There's, just some, there's so, so many here in this short little chapter. Abraham is also mentioned uh, at the time of Abraham's calling. God called him. Uh, and if you take notes, if you, if you do like to write um, points, my first point was Jesus' response to faith. Jesus' response, he's, always, he's worked by faith. He always works uh, through people's belief system. And if they believe, you will be healed. He would ask people before he would pray up healing on, do you believe? 
who do people say that I am? And then he may ask Peter, who do people say that, who, who am I? What is your interpretation? And in the Holy Spirit's inspiration, Peter asked, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. What an answer. That did not come from Peter. That came from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Because Peter was a fleshly man, just like everyone else that needed the, the saving grace of Jesus. This is, this is good news. Jesus comes to restore that which has been broken. If we have brokenness, if we have messed up, there is provision at the cross. No one should be f ever feel shunned or left out. There's room. There's room. The second point, where does one get this faith? I mentioned Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing. But look at Romans 12, 3, if you read that from time to time. For the grace you, for through the grace you give to me, I say to every man among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. But to think as to hear sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Look at that. A measure. What and how much faith does it take? How much faith does it take to be saved? A mustard seed. A size of a mustard seed. You don't have to understand it all. By faith, Jesus said you can say to this mountain, be removed. The winds and the waves obey Jesus. When Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, it wasn't his idea who would, in their right mind, would wander to the wilderness for 40 days and not eat, to be tempted. You may be going through life and you never chose your circumstances. You never thought ahead. And God is able to take our mistakes and weave into it when we come to him humbly weave into it his restoration. God is in the restoring business. God is in the, the idea that all things can be made new again. That our walk with him, our faith in him will, will go past of our own thinking. As Proverbs 3 describes it, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your way. He will direct your paths. And when it comes down to the, the, whole, the Holy Spirit, the helper begins to, to speak to you. This is the way, walk in it. My sheep know my voice. The shepherd knows his sheep's voice as well. 
No one can take him away from you. But he's one who wants to be near you and in your, inside of you and live through you. How do we have more faith? I said by the word, but here's how it also works. Your faith, your trials, when you hit something you've never hit before, when you come to a crossroads, you come to a decision, and you never have, have never gone that way before. I've never traveled this road before. This seems uncomfortable. This seems different. This doesn't seem, it's kind of scary. But underneath it all, if God is leading you, when Joshua was facing the leadership after Moses passed, Joshua 1 says several times, be strong and courageous. Why? As Joshua needed to be affirmed that God was going to do the same things that he did for Moses and the people. He's going to do it through Joshua. And he did just exactly what he said. Joshua was able to lead the children of Israel crossing the Jordan, they're circling the tight, shut-up Jericho. Now, <coughs> Jericho is a fascinating story because this is a, really about obedience because who in their right mind would walk around a city this, at once, just once, six days, just, and don't say a word. You can't bring your cell phone, right? There's no texting. You are there. You're in complete silence, and you go home. Well, what do you talk about? Well, nothing happened today. Doesn't seem like God does the miracles that he used to do. Can't you just hear it? Doesn't seem like it. Listen, God was testing them. Are you going to obey what I say? When it does not feel like this is all the way we've always done it. And it's by the seventh day, though, you march around it. Not once, seven times. And when you come to the seventh round, this is what you're going to do. You're going to shout. You're going to blow the trumpets. And the walls are going to come flat. Yeah, it happened. It happened. It happened just as the way God set it up. They didn't know what was going to happen, but they followed God by faith. I don't know about you, but I don't know what's going to happen all the days of my life, but I know that God does. And if God knows, and I'm trusting in him, then I shouldn't have to worry. I shouldn't have to be afraid. And I don't, I don't have to be afraid. God is going to keep us. We may be, so the third point is sometimes our faith is tested. Sometimes our faith is tested. When we want to know why, God, why did this have to happen? What doesn't make sense? Things that occur, even to godly people, even to those 
who believe in prayer and believe in faith and believe in healing sometimes get sick and their faith is tested. But it's a time for us not to stop or lax or give it up, but to continue on. We must be a people that would sense that greater things he is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all that we ask or think. When we read verse 17, faith, when, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. I can't imagine having to go through as Abraham was, he was willing to go through to sacrifice his son. And you know the story, God said, it's enough, the angel stopped. But Abraham, now I know. I know that you trust me more than anything. Sometimes our faith is tested. And through those testing times, if we'll stay true, our faith actually will grow. That's why we like to give opportunity for testimonies where people share what God has provided or God has done. God is... You have a story. All of us have a story, a faith walk. For for many people, it's a process of learning how to grow in his grace and knowledge. We don't have to know it all. Jesus responds to any heart and says, willing, just willing, I believe. And wherever you started with Jesus, that faith that saves you. That faith will continue to keep you saved as you walk with him, as you walk in his light. We can drift. Hebrews says we can drift. We can drift and fall uh, behind. And God wants us to be with him. God wants us to be in that place where we're having that communion with him. We're going to be coming to the end of the service, and I've been praying Oh, God, would you do something special in our hearts today? Would you, do, would you refresh us? Would you touch us? Would you re- renew our spirits, man? Would you just come and settle in upon us? Anna's here. She's going to lead us in a, in a song, um, a song of worship. And it really speaks to our hearts about the fact that God's presence, that a a little of heaven would come down. I believe that God wants to give to us a refreshing. Wherever you're at today, it's never too late to start again, start afresh and anew.